Hey there, everyone. It's Jeff from MCS Magazine, and this week we are about to get schooled in how to hit really friggin' hard. While at the same time, schooling an Englishman on the language of good old American baseball. Sound like a strange combination? Well, it is, but it all works out in the end. Let's get started. bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. When it comes to self-protection, you can't beat the backup of having a powerful weapon such as a firearm to come to your rescue. But the smart survivalist knows that when it comes to a violent attack, especially an ambush with little to no warning. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and you may not even be able to get access to your weapon. That's why we at the MCS Magazine always try to program it into your brain that the only weapon you may have available to you at the instant of an attack is you. Yet too many people rely so heavily on their firearm with regular trips to the range, thousands of rounds shot down the barrel, and even tactical training for the more advanced that they neglect training to develop their unarmed combat skills that may be the only thing you have to help you even get to your firearm. Your goal is to end the fight in just seconds. End the fight with one strike. If not, hit them again and make sure you get the job done. There's nothing safer than an attacker who's unconscious. He can't hurt you, he can't stab you, he can't shoot you, and he can't call for his friends. If there truly is a threat, knock the attacker out cold. It's a horrible truth that when there's no other option, extreme violence beats normal violence any day. And if you don't go in with full intent, you could get badly hurt or worse. And so if you're going to hit, then do it like your life depends on it, because you could very well be right. Unfortunately, most of the traditional martial arts style training out there is really ineffective at preparing you for what really happens in a real attack. And in fact, they can even do more damage than good by instilling bad response habits that will only end up in an exhausting fistfight. But what if I told you that there's a new way to fight? Secrets that would allow you to triple the power behind any of your strikes, no matter how big or small you are, that will vastly increase your chances of survival on a real street attack. Would you believe me? Well, that's exactly what we're about to discover right now. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine, with another podcast to help you better prepare in your role as a protector and a patriot. And with, and with me today to show you how anyone can hit like a sledgehammer is my good friend, Russell Stutley. Russell, welcome back to the program, man. Hi, Jeff. Uh, thanks very much for having me. Great to speak to you again. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. And I know you're, you're literally like on the other side of the planet, so it's probably like 2 a.m. for you right now. But um, I really appreciate you taking some time with us today. Now, listen. Russell is acknowledged as Europe's leading authority on the use of acupressure points in martial arts, and he's a regular columnist for some of the martial arts industry's leading magazines. Holding several black belts and trained in every fighting system he could gain access to, Russell has made it his mission to destroying the myths that traditional arts have no street application. His various books and DVDs reveal just how devastating his collection of techniques, especially his use of instant pressure point knockouts, 
has leveled the battlefield for even smaller men and women to completely lay out a bigger, stronger attacker and make it look simple. Now, you can find out more about Russell and his training at www.tripleyourpower.com. Now, Russell, you have such an extensive martial arts background, and I've been through several different martial arts myself. And this whole concept of being able to put power behind a strike, especially for somebody that has no training whatsoever, it, it can be really confusing for people or just not even addressed at all. So let's first break down some of those barriers. I mean, what in your in your opinion, what is like the biggest misconception people have about being able to hit really freaking hard? Right. Okay. This is a good one, Jeff. I mean, most people think that to hit hard, you have to be a really big, strong guy. Uh, I've met so many people who spend hours and hours and hours a week training in the gym, getting as big as they possibly can under the misconception that it will help them hit hard and therefore be able to defend themselves should the need arise. When in fact, what tends to happen with the big strong guys is that they limit themselves because of the tightness in the musculature and the way that bodybuilding per se doesn't actually help at all with punching power. It's not just about size, it's how you deliver that size. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're not a big guy yourself, and but I've seen you yeah. kind of send people flying across the room in some of you know some of the videos that you have, and they're legit. I mean, you can see these people are they're bracing themselves, they're trying to you know they're even anticipating the hit. Somebody that's not even expecting it is going to be is going to really be leveled with some of the things that I've seen you be able to do just with people that are you know training partners that have been training with you for a while. So and you're not I mean you make it look so simple because it's you're not you're not doing like you say like where you're anticipating it like you're you're coming back from from way from left field with a haymaker punch like most people will 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 do and you you know and you always do things even in your videos like okay I'm only going to do this at half speed. I mean, just watching this thing at a, at full speed where you really intend on hurting somebody, I can only imagine what that, what that's actually like. So, um, I want to, I want to tap into exactly how you do this stuff the best I can. So I know that you, you and I have talked before and, and you talk about some of the ways that people are actually limiting the amount of power that they generate and, and, and overcoming these bad habits or instincts that they naturally increase, especially people that, um, don't have any training and even those people that have, an extensive martial arts background. So what are some things that people are doing wrong that's holding them back from being able to hit much harder? Okay, one of the main things that people are doing wrong is that they're not actually committing to the strike fully. Now, you know, I've trained thousands of fighters, martial artists, thousands and thousands of people for self-defense. And I'm the first one to recognize that it actually does take a will of iron to punch somebody in the face as hard as you possibly can. Because most of us are nice people and most of us don't want to hurt anybody else. The bad guys do. They don't care. They do it every week, either in a bar looking for a fist fight or when they're mugging people on the street or whatever. So they, they don't care about committing to the strike. They don't care about the repercussions. But we, as the general public, good, nice people, we do care. And that's one of the problems that we have. We need to, in that 
split second, in that instant, we need to really understand that our life and maybe the life of our loved ones as well is actually at risk. So we have to commit to that strike and we have to commit to it 100% with every ounce of intent that we could possibly have. Another major thing that people do is, is being tense. Now, people tense up and it causes them to freeze a little bit. We've all heard that phrase about, um, you know, the flight response and the freeze response and all the things that happen when, when you get that sudden shock of an encounter. Well, when people are in front of this aggressor, and their body starts to tense up and they, they can't make these decisions, yes or no, should I hit or should I not? Every millisecond that you delay, you increase your own chances of being attacked first. Mm. And you must be preemptive. If you have an honest held belief that you are about to be attacked, you must strike first and you must strike as hard as you possibly can. Now, how to make yourself do that well, I think we've all probably heard of uh, Pavlov's dogs. Right. Um, for, for, those, for those who haven't, um, very, very quickly, you ring a bell and then give a dog some food. And after doing that several hundred times, just the ringing of the bell, even with no food, the dog starts to salivate because it knows the food is coming. So to use that analogy, you, you pick a key word for yourself. For example, it could be, forget it, leave me alone, get lost, whatever, it, F off, whatever it may be. And that is your keyword. That's your anchor. And the second, the millisecond you say that word, your punch is already on its way. So if somebody's in your face, you know the fight is on. And if you've practiced and practiced that word in your head, get off or go away, get lost, whatever you choose, whichever word or tiny little phrase is good for you, that will trigger your body and trigger that response that you've ingrained into your brain to let that punch go at full speed, full power, and full intent. Just don't choose a phrase that's about 30 words long. That's <laughs> Right, yeah. And the other thing that we mentioned before is uh, about hitting the target. You've got to know exactly where you're going to hit. You've got to make that decision to hit it and you've got to drive right the way through that target, not on it, but right the way through it with that intent that I mentioned just a few moments ago. And they're the three main things that people do wrong. Yeah, so that, that and that's something that um, I think, fortunately, one of the things that I have learned in martial arts that has been very effective is that is that going through, like you're not really aiming, most people think about like that point of impact, but that's not actually your true target. If you want to, if you do that, what it diffuses, what it does is it diffuses that power over the surface of that striking location, like where you hit. And that doesn't create a lot of power that's going to penetrate into where you really can't get a knockout inside of the body and really, really kind of devastate that central nervous system. And so what you've got to do is you want to aim beyond it. So it's not not the point of impact, but it's six inches to a foot beyond that is where you're really trying to hit. And that focuses all of that impact into that one spot where you where you hit. 
And, and that's going to, you know, kind of really like a laser, you know, laser is concentrated light. Same thing. You concentrate all of that, that momentum, that speed, that, that strength, that power behind it and put it into that one spot. And that's, it's the difference like getting shot with a bullet versus a big old giant beanbag, you know, but, but here's something that I, I'd never thought of before that you brought out. And it goes back to like, you've got to put everything into that strike. And if you're, if you're thinking about it in terms of like a, a one strike knockout as an, you know, as, as what our goal is here, you want to put all the power into that. Um, I think most people, when they get into like a fight, so to speak, they don't think of it as like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this person out in one strike. They don't commit to that one strike. Basically they're thinking in terms of multiple strikes. Like I'm going to keep punching. Well, if you, if you plan on, if your brain is focused in on, I'm going to, punch this guy as many times as I can, your your entire body is isn't just punching, but it's also getting ready for the next punch, which which takes power away from that one strike and every strike after that because your body is always at the same time gearing up for the next strike. If you look at this as an example of like the knockout game, right? Where somebody is like, yeah. you know, going up and it's like they're in their they're with their friends and they're going to go up to somebody who's unsuspecting and try and knock them out with with one strike. I mean, it's a brutal, brutal, quote unquote, game that they play. When they do that, though, one of the things that makes it so effective is they're not going up there to punch them five times. They're putting absolutely everything they can, every ounce of their body and speed and everything into one punch with the sole purpose of taking that person out. And most of the time, it works because they're so committed to that one strike. So I'd never really thought of that before in terms of like the, the, like really committing to, okay, this person's, it's not just I'm going to destroy this person. I'm going to destroy this person right here, right now with this one strike. That's an interesting perspective on yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we've been talking with Russell Stutley of TripleYourPower.com, discussing how you can literally triple the power behind any of your strikes. And we have a lot more to cover coming up, including the simple how-to steps you can take today to instantly hit really freaking hard. Knockout targeting to give you the greatest chance of completely laying waste, even the most muscle-bound, prison-hardened thug. And your immediate training action plan to program these secrets straight into your brain and make sure they happen instinctively when you need them to save your life. All this and more coming up next, but first, check out this special message. Imagine staring up at a six foot nine, 350 pound biker dude, rage in his eyes, ready to cram a beer bottle down your throat as payback for bumping into him. Would you know exactly what to do? Without cowering in fear, without begging for mercy, without getting stomped to the floor and beaten while your family watches in horror? You will now with this simple three-step plan. One, don't take your family to biker bars. That's really kind of stupid, isn't it? Two, harden your mind with bulletproof warrior confidence. And three, master your own secret bag of shockingly powerful fight tricks. Waiting for you and your free DVD, you can claim now at DefeatLargerAttackers.com. In a real fight, you don't have the option of losing. Not when your life or the safety of your family hiding behind you is on the line. You need to know exactly what to do in those first few seconds of an attack and end it quickly and walk away with your life, your loved ones, and your pride intact. In this free DVD, you'll discover the street fighting secrets for how to knock a bigger, stronger man head first 
into the pavement with brutal, unstoppable power and speed regardless of your size, strength, or even if you've never been in a fight before in your life. Claim your free DVD now while this offer is still available at www.defeatlargerattackers.com and unleash your true potential to kick ass. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with Russell Stutley of TripleYourPower.com, and now is where we get into the really juicy stuff. So let's go ahead and jump back into our interview now. Now, Russell, as I've seen, I, I've seen your training. I've seen your videos. Um, you know, the way that you hit is completely different than anything I've ever seen out there, and it's almost like watching a magic show to see how your training partners just end up flying across the room from what looks like just a, a small strike that you give them. Now, I know you've created an entire DVD about your new method of striking, so let me ask you for a glimpse into how anyone can do this. What's the big secret that someone can put to use today after listening to this interview that will allow them to instantly triple their striking power? Okay. Um, do you mind if I give you more than one big secret? That's yeah? fine. <laughs> a couple of things that will be part of that one big secret. Okay. Mind. Okay. Well, one of the main things that that we do wrong is that as babies, infants, and children, if you watch a, a child just first learning to walk and then walk, their body moves so naturally. And if you look at a, a, a toddler taking their first steps, they basically almost fall over every time they take a step and they sort of like plop, 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 plop as they land from foot to foot. And that's a very, very natural movement for them. And obviously, as we get a little bit older, we walk better and run, and then we start to train those natural movements out of ourselves. We've got to learn to almost be a toddler again. And if you watch a toddler walk, you'll see that they push their whole body weight forward, which is why they nearly fall over. And all we need to do, which is why this system is so simple to learn, it's based on natural movement, is to almost be a toddler again and allow our body weight to go in the direction that we want the power of that punch to go. So we need to learn to listen to what our own body is telling us. Our own body instinctively knows what to do. But we as adults, or if we're trained in martial arts or something like that, we actually train that out of ourselves. We follow these set rules, set procedures, set methods to do something which are usually go completely against our own body's natural movement. So we've got to learn to um, relax the body. I don't mean relax like you're sitting on the couch watching TV eating potato chips. I mean controlled pliability. We've got to understand how our own body moves. So how do we accelerate that learning process again of getting back to how our body moves. Well, it's quite simple. If you imagine that you're throwing a stone, I mean, we've all heard the phrase, throw a punch. And even in elite fighting circles, and I've trained these guys, they think of throwing a punch as literally just throwing punches out there. They haven't thought it through at any other level than just throwing punches out there. But if you Listen to the phrase and really understand it. Throw a punch. If you took away stone and put throw a, took away punch and said throw a stone or throw a baseball, 
that sort of movement, that ballistic delivery of speed and power is exactly the same sort of feeling that you need when you throw a punch, which is exactly why some of the old-time boxers who really did hit hard knew what they meant. They knew exactly what they meant when they said throw a punch. It's just like throwing a stone, throwing a baseball, something like that, where you're delivering that huge amount of ballistic energy, body weight, and you're accelerating it through. So that, that's key too, which leads on to the follow-through then that people miss out on. Again, I've seen some people who could hit very, very hard, but they're losing it because they they stay on the target rather than through the target. And quite often, boxers will do this when they do too much heavy bag work. They're just hitting a bag all day long, and they can't get that proper follow-through in their punches. Martial artists do it a lot because they don't hit things as often as they should. So, again, using that baseball analogy, if you're the, uh, I don't know baseball, I'm just using it as an analogy because most people on your podcast will be from the States. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the guy who's got the baseball bat and hits the ball that comes at him, whatever he's called. <laughs> the the um, batter you're talking about? Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it had to be something simplistic. Put sorry. it in the cricket terms but, or something. I don't know something. <laughs> okay, yeah, the batter, the batsman in cricket. Uh-huh. Okay, if he's going to hit the ball, if he swung his bat at the ball and just stopped on impact, he'd probably only knock the ball a few feet. If he wants to hit it for six or home run, I think you call it, into the ground, if he wants to hit it out into the grounds, out into the car park, he's got to swing that bat right through. He's got to make contact with the ball and swing right the way through. That follow-through is the bit that sends the ball flying. Um, If you take a golfer, for example, when he does a drive at the beginning of his golf match, whatever they're called, Mm -hmm. when he swings the golf club, he doesn't stop when he hits the ball. He swings right the way through to get all of that distance. And so, and so it is with, with a punch. You've got to follow all the way through. If you imagine that the, the jaw is the baseball, you don't hit the ball and stay on the jaw. You slam right the way through it because you've got to deliver your body weight, the speed, the power, and everything right through that target. And the only way to do that is that correct follow-through. And you've got to accelerate through the target, not slow down, which is one of the biggest problems I've seen people make, is they slow down through the target, whereas, in fact, they should be accelerating through. And if you accelerate through the target, you deliver the power and the impact that's needed to really take that bad guy out with one hit. So that's interesting because I know you're also um, you do this thing called like a waveform, and I know this is a big part of a lot of the training yeah. that you do also, and that does have a it kind of is a combination of things that you're talking about right here with the, with this natural movement and this commitment of going through and and um, and bringing you the momentum of your body forward as well because if you think about like a traditional karate martial arts type stance, you know you're down there in your stance and you're your strikes are coming from the hip, but they're, you know, you're basically, you're not really bringing your, the momentum of your body through, but I've seen a lot of your different strategy, even, even things like headbutts that you do where you're going forward into the target and, and through the target. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, you have to deliver that body weight and that impact in the direction you want it to go, whether it's straight on for a straight punch or, or more circular for a hook. Or, I mean, I mean that headbutt that you mentioned, for example, it, it is just beyond devastating. No one has ever got up. Well, they've got up later, but no one's ever got up immediately from from one of those strikes ever. Yeah. You know, I think the quickest anybody ever got up was about eight minutes later. Yeah. Um, you know, when delivered on the in a real situation. Right. I mean, <clears throat> it's absolutely crucial to follow those steps that we just mentioned. That that, that follow through is one of the most important aspects. That you you deliver it and follow through the target, and it's, it's absolutely crucial. So let's um let's kind of recap this because I really want to get kind of like a step one two three here. So number one, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in this, but like number one, you've got to commit to that to that strike. It's you don't commit to the seventh strike. You commit to that one strike and delivering everything that you've got behind that one. If you need another one, great, but you'll be able to rebound from that and everything. But commit to that one strike. Um, two yeah. is you have to um, you want to think beyond that target. So if you're looking at somebody, they're up in your face. Um, you're looking at them. You know that you're going to it. You know it's it's well. Let's make number two. Then your um, you need a trigger word. You need something that's like okay, this is this is my commitment trigger word, and we're gonna go from there, and we're gonna we're gonna take this guy's head off, committing to this one strike. When you do that, yes, you're you're targeting beyond the impact point because you want to create all of this all of your force into one small area to be able to deliver as much trauma as possible. So if you're looking at some, you know, escapee from, from the local prison and you're looking at his face, you're actually, and we'll talk about targeting here next, but wherever that target is, you're looking to go basically punch your fist. If we're going to say is his head or his, his eyeball or whatever, you're going to put it straight through to the back of his head. And that's where you're aiming um, for that. And number, I think we're on number four is to use your forward momentum that you're not going to make it a static thing. You're going to bring your body into it, preferably in this waveform motion that people can see in some of your videos where you're bringing your momentum forward in that commitment. So that's going to take all the force of your body and it's going to put it behind your actual strike versus something that you might normally learn like in a martial arts or something like that where you're very static. You don't, you might get a little hip movement into it, but it's not the full force of your of your entire body. And that right there is going to take that force and it's going to micro micro target it into wherever you're going to to hit. And that's gonna that's gonna literally triple, if not more, uh, basically just completely destroy this person. So, did I miss a step there? No, no, absolutely right. Absolutely, okay. Jeff. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then let's talk about that targeting because uh, you and I have talked so much about like pressure points and things like that and just how devastating, even with just a little bit of force, some of these points can be. So with everything that we just went over, what is, what is the best targeting that somebody doesn't have to learn like, you know, Chinese C6 here, gallbladder nine or whatever, but like, what is the, where is the best place? I've got somebody in front of me and they're, they're going to attack me, and I say it's go time. Where is the best place for me to take all of this force, this tripled power, and and concentrate it? Where do I hit them? Okay, well, Tommy, <clears throat> as you know, Jeff, I mean the, the pressure points thing is it's a huge, huge subject, and mm-hmm. I mean it's 
it needs hours all of its own. So yeah. um, do you mind if I just give some specific areas rather than actual tiny little points that will be the, the, the best places for people to go for that very, very quick knockout? Yeah, I think so, yeah. because, I mean, with a combination, um, that's what I'm trying to do, like, here with people to be able to really take something actionable. Those steps we just went through yeah. will will generate far greater power. It'll triple your power. So even if you're not, you're not hitting a pinpoint target, you know, of a, of a pressure point or something, that general area, that should be enough to really take this person out. So go ahead. Yeah, that's, I think that's perfect. And, and, and if you're – and. It, and and if you're lucky, you might hit the point and do it even easier anyway. So I'll give yeah. you the areas. And, you know, um, and of course, you know, with these areas and with that power that we're generating, even, you know, even if the accuracy is slightly off, you should still be generating enough power to get the job done anyway. And as you mentioned before, Jeff, if it doesn't, you, you know, it's a self-defense situation, you are allowed to hit them again. <laughs> right, right. So, um, it's, it's important that we understand a couple of things before I mention these areas, though, is that, that um, precision will beat power. Hmm. But what we're after is precision with power. And now that's going to be everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give a, a few target areas for people. I will actually name the Chinese medicine name so people can look it up themselves as well and they can get it you know, an absolute idea if they want to. Mm-hmm. I'll explain exactly where they are as well. But the first one uh, is one that we would call stomach four in Chinese medicine. So to explain where it is on the body, if you imagine um, your mustache, if you have one, if you don't imagine that you've got one, and imagine it drooping down the side of your mouth towards the jaw. As it approaches the jaw, on the top of the jawline. Just press in there on yourself and you'll feel it's quite painful. So it's at the end of the jaw, just on the top of the jaw, actually. So that is an area that your whole fist is going to hit that anyway when you throw the punch. So that area is a great area. What it does, when you're hitting that area, Obviously, if you hit the exact point, you don't need to be as powerful, but let's assume that we're just hitting in the general area with a decent amount of power. What that does, that causes um, several things to happen at once. The first thing that happens is that activation of that area releases the two big muscles in your neck, either side on your neck, the sternocleidomastoid muscles, those two big ones that hold your head in place, basically. They, they cause rigidity in the, in the head and neck, and they're the ones that can help or stop your head from twisting round. If somebody tries to twist your head and you resist, it's those two big muscles that are doing it. Well, that point that I just mentioned, stomach four, that little area there, that tells the brain to release those muscles, which means that you get a huge, sudden, violent, twisting motion in the head when you strike that point. So you get this massive brain rattle, brain shake, as well as the, the, the oomph, if you like, of the power of the shock. 
that then is magnified by virtue of the fact that you've activated that point just by being in that area, releasing those muscles, allowing that shake to be even greater, which will then cause a very quick, effective knockout. So that's, that's one of the main areas to go for. Mm-hmm. Another area, um, again, I'll give the Chinese medicine one. Triple warmer 23. I know it sounds daft, but there it is. Okay, so that's basically in the temple area. Now, I can vouch for this one. Well, all of these, actually. I've used all of these, but this one has served me well many, many times. And um, the strike into the temple area, when I've done it, I've done it with slaps, and I've done it with hammer fists, and I've done it with elbows. Um, not many times with punches, but they're the main ones that we've used in security work. It causes this huge um, blunt trauma type impact on the side of the head. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever tried this, but um, if you've got a head guard on or a motorcycle crash helmet and you give it a smack on the side, it doesn't need to be that much of a smack, and you can feel this sort of wobbly sensation that goes on. And it's because of several things. Obviously, the, the crash helmet or the head guard or whatever is there to protect you. Now, in boxing, things like that, it's mainly to protect from cuts. For a motorcycle, it's to protect your head from massive injury, of course. But what it does, it spreads the load of the impact. Now, and it's the same sort of thing when you use a larger surface area like elbow or hammer fist to strike that area. You get this uh, big area of impact. So what happens is that loads of these points, loads of nerve endings, loads of things are going on, and lots of shock goes into the system. And the, the body, the brain, can't take all this shock all of these signals that are going in at once from lots and lots of different places, it seems, even though it's just one area, all of these different signals are going into the brain. And the brain basically just goes, F off, I've had enough, and shuts down. So they collapse very, very quickly until the system does a reboot and eventually they come round. Works an absolute treat. The other one that... Uh, I highly recommend is, again, you mentioned gallbladder before. I'll give the name of it. It's called gallbladder 20. I know these names sound ridiculous, but there you go. Okay, I'll give you the exact location of where it is. Do you imagine a straight line being drawn with a pencil from the bottom of your ear to your spine at the back of the neck? Um, imagine that line is parallel to the floor when you're standing up. Halfway along that line, you'll feel that there's a round in the skull, on the underside of the skull, and that's the occipital bone. In that little divot there, you can press in and you'll feel localized pain. Any strike into that area is going to do an amazing, amazing job. I've hit people with, if you think power levels, like a a not very good jab, <clears throat> pardon me, a not very good jab and 
sent them into La La Land for quite some time. It is a, one of the best areas for striking people for an instant knockout. Now, obviously, you've got to think of accessibility. It's on the back of the head. So, um, you know, how you get there, there's many, many ways of getting there. But if that target does present itself, it is one of the quickest, easiest, simplest, and best knockouts you could ever get. Well, even if, um, even if, even if you're in like a ground fighting scenario and the person's on top of you and they're kind of, you know, down, they've got their head down by yours or whatever, you know, you know, you can come in behind like with a ridge hand or something like that because you've got, I mean, they're they're not guarded back there. So you could actually knock somebody out even being on the bottom in a ground fight. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. Um, they were in close. I pulled them in, and I turned their head so they couldn't bite me. We were sort of like almost um, side of forehead to side of forehead, mm-hmm. that close. And I just ridged hand on the gallbladder 20 on the – it was with my right hand, so it was on their left side. And uh, they were just out before you knew it. Yeah. It, it works It works absolutely great from grappling, standing grappling, uh, any strike. I mean, it's – for when we're teaching security people, um, we teach them all the time that if you're working as a team and you're, you know, one of your teams got an altercation with somebody and you're coming in from, from the, from the rear to, you know, the attacker, the bad guy's got his back to you. We just say, just smack him and go blood at 20 and get it over and done with. Mm. Interesting. And, uh, you know, it just works an absolute treat. Yeah. Great. No, that's awesome. So, so Russell, Obviously, this is a new way for most people to fight, and it's going to take a little bit of getting used to in order to make it really instinctive for them so that they can really use it second nature. Yeah. What What's your best training process in order to really cement this method into their brain so it really is second nature when it's when it's go time, when they commit to something? I mean, I know you, you work with so many people. What's the best way to really instill this way in them? How can they train to make this happen? Okay. Um, okay. I've got a perfect case in point with this, actually, Jeff, is that um, I had a guy come over to train with me, and literally he came all the way over from uh, Canada, and lots of things happened, and he had two hours to get everything right. (laughs) A long story, but he had two hours. So I'll tell everybody what they can do in two hours to get this absolutely right. The first thing they need to do um, we're going to assume that nobody's got a training partner. They're on their own. Right. So the first thing they've got to do is just to learn to understand their body and just relax and just mimic throwing a stone, hitting a baseball, whatever it is, whatever feels right for you. Start to do that movement light and slow and feel that area where you would have you're throwing a ball, for example, where you would have released the ball, or if you're pretending you've got a baseball bat, where you would have hit the ball. And that, 99 times out of 100, for anybody who's, who's just moving correct, half correctly, who's get that little bit of feel, that will be your point of major impact, your point of most impact. You get a feel for where that is, do that, you know, 10 or 15 minutes and get a feel for whereabouts in space, if you like, that area 
of most impact is for you. And it's going to be slightly different for almost everybody. So once you've got that, you know then where your area of impact is. So you start to make that throw of a ball, throw of a bat, whatever it may be. You start to make that a strike, whether it be a straight punch, a hook punch, or slap, an elbow, whatever it may be, whatever you feel most comfortable with. Because when it comes down to it, whatever you're most comfortable with is what you're probably going to throw when you do it. So then you start to feel where that power actually is. And then you gradually start to increase the speed and the commitment of that technique. And whenever it feels not quite right, you just slow it down again and get the feel for it again. Then you need to start working on your mind. So we mentioned before about Pavlov's dogs and this Pavlovian response that we need to have in ourselves. My key words were always forget it. If if any of my guys heard me say forget it, they knew that the punch or whatever was, well, it was, it was happened by the time I got to the end of forget it. So you practice that key word or tiny key phrase that you need. So now you start to develop your mind. You're standing there imagining that you've got somebody in front of you and you imagine the target. You get it lined up in your mind exactly what you're going to do and you must visualize this in full color as well. I can't stress it enough. Full color, visualize it. Pick somebody you hate, pick somebody you bullied you, your boss at work, whoever it may be. You pick that face, that target, full color visualization and when you're ready, you you just scream out as loud as you can in your head your keyword and explode into that strike. And imagine yourself smashing that strike into the exact target area that you wanted and you lay them clean out every single time. And practice that over and over again. And if you have access to a heavy bag, for example, or somebody who might help you by holding up some focus, which is even better, but we'll assume you haven't got anybody yet. You've only got a heavy bag or some cushions or something that you can do a makeshift heavy bag with. You do exactly the same. But you start off light so you don't damage yourself. Get a feel on the heavy bag for how you, the structure of your body feels on impact. And you should, you will get, you, everybody knows when they've thrown a good punch, they can feel it. You can feel it in your own body. You know exactly what you're doing. Do those movements on the heavy bag. Gradually increase the speed and the power and the commitment of everything that you're doing. Whilst at the same time, remembering your Pavlov's dogs, remembering your key phrase. Take the time. Don't go and try and do 200 punches a minute. I'd rather somebody did, you know, one punch an hour that was absolutely perfect than 200 a minute that were terrible. Take your time with it. Again. You've got, if you've got the heavy bag in front of you, full color visualization of that person you want to hit, make sure you've got it all visualized there. Don't just hit the bag and think it's a hard hit. You must visualize what you're doing. You must visualize that attacker in front of you. Visualize that target that you're going through. Then key phrase, bang, hit it as hard as you can. Reset, get yourself ready to go again. Line it up. Get yourself correct. Key phrase, bang, hit it again. And just using that quick, quick, quick 
training scenario there, most people will double or treble their power in a in a just a couple of hours just mm-hmm. by utilizing that that training method. I love it. I love it. And and then I guess the only thing to add there is don't don't undo all the good work that you've done by going back to like heavy bag work, which is, you know, just kind of the constant punches and, and really like you're not, you're, you're reprogramming your brain for, you know, just basically for half ass punches one after the other. And, and you've got to really, or at least incorporate this type of training. If you have to do multiple types of like punch train, punching training, you know, you've got to kind yeah. of re-anchor yourself in this to make sure that when it's goes, and that's where I think like the, um, the keyword really comes in there really, really well. So if somebody is like in the boxing or they take martial arts or whatever and they can't avoid, you know, doing that more repetitive type, um, type strikes, if you really use your trigger yeah. word with it, then that makes, and you, and you train with that, then it connects those two so that when you use it, your body will respond the way that you programmed it to with that trigger word. I think that's probably pretty important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I still, I love my boxing and I actually still box every day. Even though I'm 51 now, still box every single day, still training boxing every single day. I love it. But at the end of every session, no matter what I've done, even if I've done 12 rounds of open sparring, at the end of every session, I still go to the back, still visualize my strikes. And I always do 10 of each of my favorite strikes, full speed, full power, and with my keyword. Because I never want to lose that that little edge that we need. Because it does go, like you mentioned, it does go when you train multiple strikes. And even though it's a tough old sport, boxing obviously very tough. Yeah. It still takes away from you that little edge that you really need for a real self-defense situation when you must deliver that strike with full intent, as you mentioned earlier, Jack. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Russell, thanks so much, man. It's really, really good stuff. And this is like what I love is this is really actionable. People Thank can you. really take this and do it. Now, listen, everybody, um, there's actually a video that Russell has made that shows you exactly how to increase your power. It's called Power Strikes, and you can find it over at his website at www.tripleyourpower.com. And you can get that. It's, he's made it really, really affordable for people. It's it's basically next to nothing for you to be able to learn it. And then there's also, because he has such a, a, a wide variety of different things in his fighting method from pressure points and waveform knockouts and things like that, there's an opportunity also to really train in, in those things as well. And and I've seen what Russell's capable of, and it's, like I said, it's almost like magic. It's really amazing stuff, which works out really well, especially if you don't want to rely on strength or power or you know things like that that you know are typically for people they feel like they're self-limiting um these types of things really don't require power they don't require strength but when you combine them all when you do triple your power and put them in combination with the targeting and waveform and things like that that russell teaches um you're basically undefeatable it's virtually undefeatable so uh, so definitely go check that out again. His website is over at www.tripleyourpower.com. And until our next Modern Combat Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying train hard, stay safe, prepare now. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. 
You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.